That's for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird if you like that sort of thing. Hey, welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. That is who I am. It's my name with the word the in front of it and the word show behind it. It's been carefully constructed accordingly. I think I'm coming down with the bird flu. I don't think it's the flu. I think it's the bird flu. I don't know why. I just feel like a bird. I can tell I might have the bird flu because my eggs are a little off color. You know what I'm saying? Like at Easter, you know? That kind of off color? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 we get it. You got a theme song, we get it. Okay, thank you so much for being here. I'll be entertaining you for about half an hour. I don't want to extend my gracious uh, stay on your behalf accordingly into your homes or your car, wherever you're listening to this. I am thankful for the time that you allow me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> How you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, uh, that little piece at the beginning was uh, dedicated to Governor Ron DeSantis, who apparently thinks that Disney World should be completely contained in some type of a uh, controllable, uh, like a controllable substance, like substance abuse. I don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy. What's what's with the extreme Republicans? What's with what's with you people? What's book burning? No, you can't read this because it's not right. Uh, what, what's wrong with you? Did you knock your head against the wall by mistake when you fell down? What happened to you? How many names does Marjorie Taylor Greene have to have? That's like hoarding names. People are weird. Can't you go like start your own country somewhere where it's an island and you have to stay there? We'll import goods to you. But that's about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to talk political views on this program. I don't think I have to, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hey, did you hear about Elon Musk? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's wrong with him? He also has some type of a brain misfunction. He's misfunctioning like his Tesla cars are. Tesla is recalling, and and Musk says recalling is a is a very uh, uh, too harsh a word here. 
uh, Tesla's recalling about 360,000 Tesla self-driving cars. I didn't know there were that many. They're Tesla cars. I don't know if they're self-driving or not, but apparently um, the software that uh, makes the car uh, self-driving or whatever or whatever um, is malfunctioning. It's a uh, it's a problem. <laughs> like, like when Tesla cars come to an intersection and they're self-driving, they keep going. Um, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Like, like you know, no turn on red, they'll make the turn anyway. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's not funny. I remember uh, it was about a decade ago, I don't know if it was uh, Musk himself or somebody else. I did an interview with somebody about uh, self-driving cars, and I couldn't stop laughing. I thought, what What are you, serious? Two things are going to make self-driving cars an absolutely ridiculous concept. First is that people like to drive. They like to drive. They do. It's a little control thing in a sense. It's something to do. It's it's fun to drive. People like that. They like the feature of driving. They don't want to sit in a machine, sit back and play with their phone while the machine takes them there. No, they want to be in control of the machine to at least to feel like they are. People like to drive. The other thing why this will not work ever is that malfunctions do occur in computers all the time. As a matter of fact, (laughs) computers get hacked and screwed up all the time by viruses, and I'm not talking bird flu. What would it take for some hacker or some uh, uh, virus uh, placer, I don't know what you call these people, uh, to screw up the, the software and send wrong signals to self-driving cars. Do you think I feel safe sitting in a car without my hands on the steering wheel or the gas and just sitting there and letting a machine take me someplace? I do not feel safe like that. On the open road, where some of the cars are self-driving and most of them are not? No. I wouldn't feel comfortable with a self-driving car even driving near me. There should be a sign on self-driving cars that says, watch out, self-driving car could be fatal. They do it with student drivers. They have a big sign on the top of the car like their pizza delivery or something. And it says, student driver, caution, learning how to drive, doesn't know what it's doing, stay away. When I see a student driver sign on a car... I, I, I don't go near that thing. There's a student in there. I don't want a student in a car, <laughs> especially on the highway. Get out of here. No, self-driving cars, no way, baby. No, I, I don't like self-driving things. I'm even kind of uncomfortable with masturbation. So, you know, that's what I'm talking about, Ron. That made no sense at all. I know, but I wanted to say it. I just wanted to say it. I don't say it a lot. 
every once in a while you throw it in, people wake up all of a sudden. They tune me out. You know, I'm just in the background with this show. But if I mutter the word masturbation, all of a sudden, whoa, we're jumping to attention now. Hey, did he just say that? Let's pay attention. That sounds fascinating. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, self-driving. No, no. Self-motivated? No, no, no way. <laughs> no, no self things. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, build a garage myself. Oh, my, I ain't parking my car in that thing. Let's stop with the self things. Yeah. And also because Musk is behind it, you know. Uh, Musk is very angry. He's an angry man, like his friend Trumpy. They're very angry people, and they take it out on everybody else. Apparently, there is a, a Tesla plant in Buffalo. I don't know why either. But there's a Tesla plant in Buffalo. I believe this. I believe my story is accurate, but at least I'm admitting that I believe it's accurate. And apparently, uh, uh, Elon Musk or Tesla or somebody, uh, the workers wanted to unionize. Remember, this is America. You can do that. Apparently, uh, and you don't unionize unless you got a reason for it that drives them to to have to be unionized. They want to be unionized because they're somehow being mistreated, underpaid, whatever the case may be. So Musk finds out about this. Guess what he does with these people that want to join the union? He fires them. It's America. You can fire anybody you want for any reason, unless it's uh, race or religion, uh, you know, oriented. Other than that, it's your private business. You can fire them because you don't like the way they look, because uh, they have a big nose. Well, a lot of people wouldn't be working if that were the case, huh? You can't fire them because of the way they look if it's if it's a racial thing. But if you just um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, do you, do you see men and, and unusually large, uh, wasted women working, um, you know, at Hooters? No, you don't. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You can fire anybody anytime you want in a, in a, hey, sure. It's always funny when a person, uh, goes to court and does a lawsuit, uh, because they were fired and, uh. They're fired unjustly. I mean, the answer is, yeah, and what else? And, and yeah, and. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Musk fires these people that want to unionize. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people aren't getting this thing, are they? They're not kind of getting the way things work, which is what probably uh, Musk says. All right, enough about Musk. I originally thought he was just an aftershave lotion. Um, I, I didn't know there was an actual person. I'm not sure about that. Monday is President's Day. By the way, this is the weekend edition of this program. I don't do this show on Saturdays or Sundays because they're my religious uh, days. Not any kind of religion you know. It's just that I don't want to do it on the weekend. That's my religion. So this Friday thing goes all the way through. Monday's show is going to be incredible, by the way. I have a guest that's going to knock your socks off. Not literally. That would actually be impossible. But you might take your socks off when you hear this guest. Fascinating guest. That's Monday's show. Monday is also President's Day. 
uh, many of the presidents sucked. So I don't know how I would actually do that holiday. Some presidents were wonderful. Most of them sucked. So um, I don't know what I'm observing here. Uh, (laughs) I have no idea. Anyway, um, stores are open. They're selling mattresses and cars. Why is it holidays? It's always mattresses and cars. I really don't know. Although mattresses are almost as expensive as cars, so I do see that correlation. But beyond that, what's with these holidays with mattresses and car sales? Anyway, that's Monday. It's President's Day. Uh, I don't know if it's Washington's birthday, and now it's President's Day. I think Lincoln's birthday was a different day, but I, I really don't know. I don't. Even, I'm not even sure when Jesus was born, to be honest with you. But we still do Christmas, so I'm I'm just I'm just confused about the whole thing. But anyway, it's a holiday. There's no mail. Well, where I live, there's no mail ever. There's no mail, and uh, schools are closed because they usually always are anyway. And it's one of those, uh, and a lot of kids have the week off in various school systems. They take off the entire week because it's their winter break, spring break. I don't know what you call it, a midterm break. They have to come up with various reasons for kids not to go to school now. Um, so they come up just about anything, just anything. They, they make up holidays so kids don't go to school and get away with it. So that's what's happening next week. I'm confused about it. Whenever there's a Monday holiday, it screws me up for the entire week. I don't know if it's Monday or Tuesday, and then that that gets into Wednesday. I don't know if it's Wednesday or Tuesday. It's just the beginning of the week. It's the middle of the week. I have no idea at that point. These weeks are, do I put my trash out? Do I do I not put my trash out? Do I drink water today? Should I take my pills um, for my arthritis? Should I... Do I wear do I wear pants today? I don't know. It's, it's a no pants day. I don't have no. That's uh, Monday's a holiday, quote unquote. It's a holiday for kids. If you have a regular job, it ain't no holiday. If you're in retail, you actually have to work harder. It just doesn't make sense. Labor Day's always funny to me when they have Labor Day sales. Excuse me, why are you giving people the day off? Because uh, we're honoring the people that work. How? Making them work? I don't understand. I don't understand that holiday either. Is that? Or I always thought, and which would which would make sense that Labor Day should be a holiday for women who are about to give birth. I think that would be really, really important because that's a task that I couldn't undertake, and I kind of wouldn't want to. That sounds excruciating. There should be a holiday for women for that. But for people that work, uh, why? What are you talking about? I don't even understand. I don't even understand. I guess I'm woke or I'm not woke or I haven't woke or I've awakened or I haven't awakened. I don't know what that means either. Anyway, I have an interesting guest coming up today, but I want to give it a little bit of an intro and there'll probably be a little outro after it. Uh, her name is uh, Allison Bonds. And uh, she actually does what her name is. She Allison's. She Bonds. Uh, she Bangs. <laughs> Sorry, that's not right. That's a song. That's a song, I think. 
<laughs> I'm making myself laugh. I don't know if you're joining in or not. I have no idea. She's going to talk about um, investing in in stocks or whatever, and that makes a lot of people nervous. First of all, they say, "I, you know, what's the difference between investing in stocks and gambling?" I don't think there's much. I think she's going to talk about a, a newer way of doing it or something like that. The reason that I'm discussing it now is that I do not um, condone gambling. Um, if you put your money somewhere, you could lose your money somewhere. That's all I'm saying. If you put it in a high-yield interest account, CD, whatever the case may be, and they're getting a little higher yield than 0.000000001%. You can actually make some interest now on if you save some money in various uh, ways. That's guaranteed. No one's going to take from you. And actually, they're FDIC um, insured. Uh, Federal Deposits Incorporated uh, Candy Association of America. They will actually insure uh, that so you don't lose your money in any way. That's the safe bet. You will not lose that money. It will only gain. Investing, yeah, you can make a lot more money than just a savings account of some sort or a CD, but you also take a chance that that value could go down and you could lose money. That's all I'm saying. As appetizing as that interview may seem, there is risk involved, and if you're not in a position to risk or you want to risk a portion of your income, whatever. I live in Massachusetts. Um, I'm not gloating at all. I am bloating. I do, I do have bloat, but I'm not gloating. Massachusetts, uh, starting in just a few days, uh, will allow gambling of all sorts. They already have casinos. That was kind of new a couple of years ago. But now, um, sports betting. You can do that online. You can do it anywhere. Um, Sports betting will become legal. Here's the problem. Um, There are all kinds of people in the world. Uh, especially those that uh, are struggling financially. When you struggle financially, you do everything you can to get out of the hole, so to speak. Gambling has been available in convenience stores for a long time in Massachusetts and in other states. Off-track betting has been around forever in New York. There are lotteries in every state. So betting has always been uh, available to you. Some people are addicted to things. It is addictive for addictive personalities. You know if you have an addictive personality or not. If you're a former smoker or you still smoke, you probably have an addictive personality. If you love alcohol more than uh, one or two drinks a week, you probably have an addictive personality. Um... These things can cause health problems that I've just mentioned. But when we're talking about uh, gambling, your problem is more than your addiction to gambling, the excitement of gambling. Um, You're uh, putting your whole family on the line financially. It can be devastating and awful. As a matter of fact, here's the funny part of it to which I chuckle all the time. 
if you go into any place to uh, place a bet, there'll be a sign on the wall that says, if you have a gambling betting addiction, call this phone number in the very place that you're having the gambling betting addiction. (laughs) It's funny to me because it just is stupid. (laughs) They have to put the sign up because they feel bad. Um, But uh, welcome to the world to hell. Here's the phone number if you want to stop the road to hell. (laughs) But welcome to the road to hell. It's it's kind of odd. (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then my guest will be joining us. And here to, to with... We'll be discussing, um, you know, getting involved in your little stock market, your little, your little stock market. But first, this. Gentlemen, have you ever been in the mood for a nice knish or maybe bagel in the schmear, but you're also in the mood for some exotic dancing? You can't find those in the same place. Until now. I'm Moishi Kaufman, inviting you to come visit us at Moishi's Knish and Strippers, the area's first genuine kosher deli and titty bar. Come in and rock out with your locks out and check out our dancers. These girls are so nice, you'll plots, and they're all certified kosher. Maybe not the kind of girl you bring home to mother, but once you see Delia fold a dollar bill without using her hands, you won't care what mom thinks. Look, Bobby, you're in a strip club. That alone is enough to kill her. So live a little. Every Thursday, don't miss our buns and brisket buffet from noon to six. Moishi's condition strippers is closed on the Sabbath. Hey, we might be a little unorthodox, but we're not heathens. Allison Bonds is here. She's head of private and independent wealth management at State Street Global Advisors. You have a perfect last name for what you do, by the way, so that's pretty good. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... This is an interesting time because people are looking to invest in something or wondering if they can invest in something, and there's so many different things to look at. We're talking about ETF. What is that? Well, ETF stands for Exchange Traded Funds, and and Ron, they're really a basket of securities, somewhat like a mutual fund, meaning that they tend to be diversified, but they trade on a stock exchange like a stock does. Um, I like to think of of them as kind of breaking down that E, the T, and the F with the E standing for efficiency. So Uh you probably know they are more cost efficient typically than mutual funds. They're they're less expensive. Right. And they're more tax efficient. Um, So they tend to not pay capital gains the way a lot of mutual funds can. Okay. Um, That's the E. The, The T stands for transparency. So you see all of the ETF holdings at any time on the issuer's website. And then that F, lastly, stands for flexibility. So you get to uh, trade throughout the day with an ETF, and you can respond more quickly to market movement. All right. The, the, the more you trade, the, the, the more you, you, you pay, though, right? I mean, you know, there, there are fees and transactions. Um, so there, there is a group of people that are, that are helping you trade or are you doing this yourself? You can do it yourself or you can work with a financial advisor. It, it really depends. Okay. Um, and there are a lot of no transaction fee platforms out there ah. where 
you, you don't necessarily trade. You, you don't pay per trade. It yeah. depends. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people get into it, and then they start they start moving them around. Then the tax time comes up, and whoa, <laughs> I'm paying for those moves. Uh, so it's like, it's like every, you know, everything in 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 the stock market and in all, uh, all all funds is, is it's a matter of balance, isn't it? I think that's right, um, and that's really one of the reasons why we're so excited today to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the, the first exchange-traded fund on the market because we feel like ETFs have democratized investing and enabled investors to create more balanced, lower-cost, tax-efficient, transparent portfolios. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we talking to everybody, whether they think they have money or enough to, to get into this, or are we talking to people that are that tend to do this frequently anyway? Well, I think that your, your point about everybody is, is really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. We talk about ETFs democratizing investments, and we say that because it, in many ways they have leveled the playing field. It really doesn't matter how many zeros you have, how big of an investor you are. Um, you and I can access the same investment strategies as somebody like Warren Buffett, at uh-huh. the same cost with exchange-traded funds. So they've really become popular in recent years. Okay. My reaction is, I don't know what I'm doing uh, in this particular field. And I've always found that if I work with somebody that knows exactly what they're doing, I'm better off. It's like having something repaired or purchasing something for my house. Um, I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to replace a gas burner and fiddle with it. So um, is, is that recommended? And, and if it is, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think that's right, Ron. Just the same way I personally would not represent myself in court. I'd hire an yes, attorney. Right. Um, you know, many people choose to work with financial advisors mm-hmm. around their investments, really to help them make more informed decisions. And, you know, today many advisors will meet with you at no cost to have a discussion about your goals and objectives. Is there a thing um, where uh, if uh, they don't make money unless I make money? Is, is there anything like that? It, it depends. Many financial advisors do work for an advisory fee, mm-hmm. meaning that they're naturally incentivized as your portfolio grows, you know, their fee would grow. And so they're naturally sitting on the same side of the table as an investor when they charge that advisory fee. Good. I like that. I don't mind sharing my money if I'm making it. (laughs) 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 Okay. What else should we know about ETFs that, uh, that, that would drive us in that direction? Well, I think what you'd want to know about ETFs, um, is that there's now over 8,000 of them globally. It's a $9 trillion-plus industry. You can use them now to, to create a low-cost, balanced portfolio for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that there's 8,000. That's wonderful, but it could also be overwhelming. So you really want to do your homework, know what you own, look at the expense ratio, look, know what you're paying, and then, like we said, consider working with a financial advisor to help make more informed decisions. Yeah, I think that's a, that's key because there are various ways to approach it and various ways to to, to deal with it and various products to buy. 
Uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, are these are these dividend driven? In other words, can one like make a small income off of this? It, it's funny that you ask. Um, the dividend category within ETFs is growing. Mm-hmm. There's about 160 dividend ETFs on the market today, and as you mentioned, you know many investors are looking for income, and, right. and that's why I think you know they're they're so popular right now. The, the interesting thing about dividend ETFs, and again, this goes back to knowing what you own, uh-huh. is that of those 160, some of them are, are screening for companies that are continually growing their dividend, uh-huh. and some of them screen for companies that just pay a high dividend. And, and they all offer different exposure. So that really comes back to knowing your investment objective and knowing if what you own aligns with that. Okay. Allison, help me understand why mutual funds wouldn't be knocked out of the ballpark as far as being competitive. I mean, wh- why why would anybody have a mutual fund if this is available? Well, I, I think there's still a place for mutual funds on the market today, but I do think that investors are voting with their dollars. Uh-huh. And last year was a prime example. Last year we saw about $920 billion come out of mutual funds. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, about $600 billion came into exchange-traded funds. Uh. So I, I do think investors are voting with their dollars, um, as evidenced just last year. And I think they're recognizing the value of ETFs with their typically lower cost, typically more transparent, typically more tax efficiency, and and the flexibility that they have with ETFs to trade them throughout the day. It, it's so interesting how the stock market bounces back almost all the time, if not all the time. And frequently it's a matter of just waiting it out till it does, but it always seems to bounce back and exceed, exceed even in the weirdest of times. Uh, and and the, the biggest challenge is it, it still kind of pushes through like a freight train. It's, it's kind of amazing in that sense. My, one might wonder why the market's doing so well when everything else is so dreary, but it does. H- how do you explain that? I think over time, like you mentioned, we've seen time and time again that it's really difficult to time the market. Uh-huh. And if you're a longer-term investor and, and you stick with it through bouts of volatility, uh, the market has proven time and time again to be, you know, a nice source of return for investors. Yeah. Okay. And they and everybody should check out to see if uh, they can enter into this with what they might have spare uh, wise to to start something like this and what it would cost to do so. Um, where would they go to get that kind of information? Because everybody's got different questions about something like this. Sure. Well, you can go to our website. Um, that is ssga.com. And, and again, there you can find all the up-to-date information about our exchange-traded funds themselves, or there's a ton of information on that website about how to best use ETFs within a broader, longer-term portfolio as well. Okay. Give me that website again in case someone didn't have a pen. Sure. ssga.com. Perfect. Allison, pleasure speaking to you, and thanks for the information today. Thanks so much for having me, Ron. Well, that'll do it for me today. I know. I'll be back again on Monday. Got a good show lined up for you on Monday, so uh, please come back. 
Uh, if you listen to this show too much, there is a telephone number at the bottom of the screen that uh, helps you with the addiction to listening to this show. But that's probably not happening. Um, I will remind you, thank you to my guest, Allison Bonds. I will remind you that um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, getting involved in the stock market or investing is like gambling. Even though people in suits and ties do it, it still is, um, you could lose your money. Consider that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I ask you to deliberate. I'll be back on Monday to get your final decision. But until then, I wish you peace. Peace.